This is Political Junkies with Brian Howie. Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome back to Political Junkies, the podcast for those hooked on politics. We're, we're a little remote today. We're outside of the famed uh, Sticky Paws studio in Las Vegas. I'm actually in Ohio, and my guest, who he has been on this show many, many times, and when we, we need to bring in the heavy hitters, this is who we bring in, <laughs> king of Hollywood's uh, mystery and scandals. He is the host of the famed Is a Bitch podcast, my old friend, AJ Benza. How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. I, I, I wish I could see you in person and give you a nice Italian hug and a kiss, but this will <laughs> have to do. Well, that's, a, I, you know, let's start off with that. If uh, you can't um, give an Italian hug and a kiss to a woman you work with anymore, can you, can you do it man to man? Or would that also be a fireable offense, do you think? I think man to man is okay. Uh, I'm, very, I'm very happy for the fact that I don't work in an environment where I've got to go to an office and, 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 and see women and men in cubicles. I'm thrilled that I can sit home and do my podcast because I don't think I would survive one second in the real, in the real world. I, I mean, it's over. You can't tell somebody you look nice in that dress. You just can't unless you find an, an old dinosaur of a woman who understands right. you don't mean any harm. But the rules have all changed, and it's the world is so much worse right now. Do you think that will come back around? It'll be backlash, and in ten years, it'll be like, remember that time we couldn't compliment each other? Or you think it's no, gone? no, it's gone. It's gone because the sheep, the people who have accepted all these restrictions and believe the masks and the distance or everything that'll make the world great again, they're not going to come back, and. I had my kids with me the other night and I got really sad because they'll never know what it feels like to walk into a restaurant or a bar like Cheers where right. people shout your name out. And I used to go, I mean, for 20 years, I'd walk in and out of restaurants and nightclubs and the kisses and hugs and the pinches on the cheeks and the smacks on the ass and you look fucking hot. And oh, my, that's over. It's never going to come back. Never. You, even in the restaurants and the and the and the bars, it's not going on. No, no, it's over. It's over because as long as there are Democrats in the White House, and I don't know when that's going to change. I hope it changes in twenty twenty four. As long as they're there to keep perpetuating this myth that we're all going to die, and we've got to be distant and wear a mask, even if you're in, uh, vaccinated. As long as they keep perpetuating that myth and make everybody feel like we're diseased individuals, it's never going to come back. Well, I, I, you know, like having herpes seems like what a wonderful time that was. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting emotional thinking about I may have herpes. No, this is worse than herpes. Well, let's talk about that. You bring up the White House. As we record this or as this uh, episode drops, we're about 100 days into Biden's first term. Now, when you, we had you on the podcast after he got elected, you didn't have such high hopes. Are you um, what is your report card for Biden after 100 days? Is there a, is there a grade below F? 
that there can be. It's well, your rating system. I would, I would fail him out of school because he ran on Unity. He's not pushing Unity. I think he's getting, I did a podcast the other day on audibles. I think that Obama is sending audibles into Obama, into Biden's ear. And as such, he's making these proclamations and trying to make these things happen that are very detrimental to the country. Um, he's, he's done nothing but damage America. I don't want to even get into the whole transgender situation where women who were once boys can compete against your daughter in the 100-yard dash and destroy her hopes and dreams for a college education. He's, he's done nothing but bullshit for this country. And I know, and here's what I'm going to tell you. I think, I really feel that in the weeks and months to come, the Democrats who voted for him are going to go, you know what? This is not what we wanted. We wanted a moderate Democrat. And he's starting to become very progressive. And this is not what we want. And I think because of that, in 2024 or in 2022, you're going to see a change begin to happen. Right. I, th I think they're still, the media and the Democrats are still so addicted to Trump and blaming Trump and talking about Trump and and the more there they put Trump in a side by side, the better it is for them, regardless of what of what they do. I think that you're right. There there is no unity. There is no healing. There is no moving forward. It's let's just keep talking Trump um, and pretending that Trump is going to be the nominee in 2024. And the more we, I think that's not happening. And in the, and the more well, we, I dis I disagree. He's going to be 80 years old. That's not happening. Oh, really? How old is Biden right now? And I think that we, when we see Biden in two years not being able to make it through. Really? I don't, uh, and you, you think you can stand Biden up against Trump man to man and act like what? Biden is really? severely disabled, sen senile, right. demented. He's shot. Trump right. is... Be, look, if, if, if Trump decides to run in 2024, I God bless him, because I don't think he needs the bullshit. He got hammered for four years, five years, and he's still getting hammered. But there's something that in my heart, and I've talked to people who talk to him. I haven't talked to him since he lost or since they stole it. I think the idea of Trump DeSantis as a ticket scares the piss out of Democrats for 2024. Well, see, you bring up DeSantis. I think the idea of DeSantis scares the Democrats, which is why they're keeping Trump in the narrative. I don't. I think we're going to see how old exactly Biden is in four years, and I think two old guys running again. I just thought that DeSantis is only forty-two, which is shocking to me. Um, yeah, he's forty-two. He's got a. He's got. He's got a, a, na a military record. He went to a Harvard undergrad. He went to Yale Law, or vice versa. His right. track record on COVID, when the book is written on COVID, will stand out. I think right. the Democrats are terrified of DeSantis, which is why you see this series of hit jobs happening against him. They haven't really been effective so far because they know that he's a real threat. And yeah. I think Trump is more likely to fall in behind DeSantis and be more of a power broker than he is at 80 years old trying to run again. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you something. I understand what you mean. <laughs> And I understand the age, 
But if America is sitting here and acting like Biden's age is completely fine to lead a nation, Trump is younger than him now. And we all know he is a thousand times more of a real man and a healthy man than Joe Biden is. Trump was healthier and better with COVID than <laughs> Biden is healthy. So in, four, in the next three years, I don't look, <clears throat> I know Trump to be a, a, a person that just wants to compete and wants to win. And I know for a fact he can't stand what happened with that election. But don't you think Trump would rather say we had the most successful administration ever and we got the vaccine and then they stole the election from us and and ride that out then then take the chance of of losing again <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point because the, the the deck is certainly stacked against him um but i know competitors and i know the way trump is and like he's always said he's a counterpuncher he doesn't like the way that thing ended he doesn't like it and if it weren't for covid my God, he'd be sailing into his second term with no problem. And yeah, there's a lot. People, of I think most people do accept that. I think even hardcore Democrats realize that if there was no COVID, he was going to win again after everything. Yeah, 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 still it, it, yeah. yeah it doesn't matter. I mean, you can, you know, people have made all these excuses about his extracurricular activities and he tried to screw these different girls. At the end of the day, women don't care. At the end of the day, women want to know that a real man is in charge. I don't care who you're married to, what your girlfriend thinks and what she tells her girlfriends. But at the end of the day, they look at a man who walks in the room, kicks over the fucking table and takes the hottest chick out of the room by the hair and says, she's mine. Women like that. And women, what started to hurt Trump was when women in suburbia got nervous. They don't like to be nervous. You've got to keep women in suburbia happy because women in suburbia tell their men, I'm not happy. And you've got to keep them feeling safe. And when the world started getting crazy, he needed to do something. Now, when Black Lives Matter was protesting and Antifa was protesting, it got hairy and Trump started to lose support because what are you doing? You're a president, do something. Well, Biden's going to face that. He's going to face it a lot in the next coming three years if he lasts that long. And I don't think he has the balls to do it. In fact, I don't think what he's giving us right now is what America wants. America wants borders. I don't care who you talk to. We want safe and secure borders. We don't want thousands of people storming in. We don't want it. We don't want we, we, we don't want. We don't want an America where you can decide what sex you are before you ride a bike. We want things to be back to normal. And Biden represents this new, this new type of person who's trying to placate all these progressive assholes. And he's lost himself. His son is fucked up. And he's called his son the smartest man I know. He has made more gaffes in the last two months than most presidents ever made in four years. We're in dire trouble. Right. I, I think you're right. I think if you want normalcy, Biden was the most normal politician for 40 something years. And by trying to be something that he's not, it's really thrown him. 
out of whack what he's trying to do. But one thing yeah. I think he, he does want to do, and I think every administration for the last 30 years has been talking about doing it, and nobody ever pushed it through. And I thought it was, the, <clears throat> uh, no offense to an Italian, the sitting meatball there for everybody to take <laughs> a big bite of was right. a giant infrastructure plan. Fix the right. roads, fix the trains, um, do all the little things. So they've floated one out there that on the surface seems like a good idea. It'll create millions of jobs, but it is so riddled with pork and yeah. um, strange exactly. projects and climate change agendas and things that have nothing to do with actual infrastructure that I'm worried that this will also go nowhere. It's going to go nowhere because out of the money that they put aside for it, only $115 billion, which sounds like a lot of money, only $115 billion out of two point two five trillion is going toward actual infrastructure. And I know these female politicians are trying to tell you, well, infrastructure also means childcare. No, it doesn't. It means roads and bridges. And 5% of the money in those trillions are going to roads and bridges. The rest are going to modernizing all sorts of bullshit. It's, it, it's a really... It, First of all, you and I both know, where is this money coming from? What is the dollar worth anymore? Trump Trump did that a lot, too. Trump started that. And yeah. now Biden coming over the top with $4 trillion of more shit. What the fuck? Are, what is our dollar worth anymore, man? Right. We, we, we still have to pay, you know, the trillion, the $3 trillion or whatever on the, on the, the COVID money. And yeah. now you're going to throw the infrastructure. Now, supposedly the infrastructure... Um, Things will generate so many jobs. It's sort of like the, when when we're in war, it's good for the economy because there's a lot of um, industry happening. But I did not know. So Buttigieg came out and said that our highway and freeway system were were racist, which I did oh, was not aware of. I can't take it. Why are they racist? What happened? What are we well, doing apparently, wrong? Apparently, the way they were diverted through neighborhoods. Apparently, Robert Moses, who developed most of New York City built bridges in a certain way that unless yes. you had a car, you couldn't get to Long Island because buses couldn't go under. So it kept the buses off of Long Island. And so there's a lot of, we're going to go back and, and re-examine the last, uh, since the Eisenhower years in our highway system to determine how much of race, how much how racist that was. And then they're going to put reparation tolls in the plan. And it's a whole slippery slope. Let me tell you something. I grew up in Long Island. I lived in Long Island for many years until I was in my 30s. I lived, the exit to get to my house was the Robert Moses Causeway. I lived two bridges away from the beaches, the Robert Moses Beach. I know all about him. There are more black people at those beaches than white people. I went to a water park in Ron Lake Ronkonkoma, and I said to my nephew, uh, are we in uh, where are we in Somalia? Where are we? There was throngs of black people that didn't speak English that were there having fun on the slides and what have you. I don't give a fuck what Pete Buttigieg says. Pete Buttigieg wears pussy shorts with padding to get on a bicycle that he keeps in a suburban so that when he's a half a mile from the capital, he can get on and ride the last half mile. He's a fucking pussy. Don't listen to him. I can't take all these new guys. Listen, America has had its problems. We are not the most racist country in the world. Everybody knows it. Americans know it. Black people know it. 
Whenever a politician talks about this is systemic racism, we need ID. You need an ID to vote in Georgia. Go down the block and ask a guy in the corner for his ID. He'll say, here you go, man. Yeah. You mean you actually have an ID? Sure, I do. Uh, minorities and, and poor people are far more likely to have an ID than uh, wealthy people. I agree it's with such, that. It's um, such bullshit. You, well, you bring up Buttigieg and, and he rides in the suburban and supposedly he's being green by riding his bike. He's got a whole deep. Everything is turned into a photo op. I saw yeah. a picture yesterday of uh, Kamala Harris on Air Force One with the mask. Everybody yeah. on the plane is vaccinated. She's had she's vaccinated. Why are you wearing a mask other than it's a photo op? And if you would take the theater out of everything and give right. people honest assessment of what should we be doing with vaccines, when should we wear masks, all these kind of things, people are no longer buying it. And they no. really they really lost their way on it where everything is about symbolism and theater and there's no truth. The truth doesn't matter anymore, which is right. which is awful. No, they Brian, they've blown it. You know, for a long time, we all got together and said, mask up. We got it. We get it. We get it. But once you get vaccinated, and I'm still trying to get vaccinated, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it because I'm not, I know I can't fly in an airplane yeah, soon without it. I got vaccinated because I wasn't going to win the war. So I, 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 Me too. And I don't even believe in it. I think I'm strong enough, but whatever, I'll do it. But they lost, they lost everybody, and they're losing everybody by acting like you know, when, when, when Fauci shows up with two masks, when Biden walks to the podium to deliver a, 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 the first press conference to the masses and he masks up, what is he doing? He's a president. There's no one near him. He got vaccinated. He, he has to know we know it's bullshit. Right. So he, what he has think, to know. What do you think the goal is? If, if they would come out of here, if he would stand up and say... Do you know why I don't have to wear a mask? Because I got vaccinated. And incentivize people to think my life is going to change really positively if I get vaccinated. They must know that. So what they do, do you, know it. What do you think the logic is behind this double messaging where you got to vax up and mask up and distance and stay locked down well, forever? Uh, what, what is it? Unfortunately, the logic is to keep the masses under some kind of control. Because they don't want anarchy. So if they keep the masses believing that even though you got vaccinated, you st you heard him say, the mask is patriotic. <clears throat> you get a vaccination and you can maybe have some people in your backyard for 4th of July. Every American should say, go fuck yourself. If I get vaccinated, I'm having 50 people over. I'm not listening to your mask rule. You're seeing more and more videos of people in different countries kicking people out with masks saying right get out of here we don't need it well they just want to control us they just want to control us and and you know the masks are turning out to be bullshit and the states that are unmasked are totally fine i just don't understand the amount of people who who want to believe that they're not safe and want to believe like it really worked on half the country 40 percent of the country yeah where yeah. they believe we're all going to die no matter like it's I don't know what happened and I don't know where that message and I don't know how that's a positive message for either party. To, to it's do, terrible. Uh, fear porn. Yeah, it's terrible. It, it really it, it just it really goes to show how easily you can lead the masses of people 
to do things they don't think they don't want to do, but they think they should do because they look to their left and their right. It's scary. I, I'm just, I'm not one of those people I've never been, but I'm going to succumb because I know it's going to be something we have to have to do right. anything. But ordinarily, I would never. I've told my people on my podcast, if you're going to go to 7-Eleven or run into a store for a coffee, don't wear a mask. Yeah, no. same. Go in there and go, I forgot my mask. Give me a little short coffee and then leave. And they're not going to kick you out. But the more of us who do that, they'll start to realize, like my doctor said, hey, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, the masks were great. I, no one came in for the flu the last year. I said, yeah, but doc, I miss seeing a pretty girl next to me online. I miss seeing the faces of my boys that I coach in Little League. I'd rather have two colds a year and diarrhea once a year than wear a fucking mask so I don't have to see that. I miss humanity. Right. I, I stopped. The second that I um, got my second vax, I was out on the mask. I, unless oh, yeah. it's, it's on an airplane where, where I get I'm not winning that war anytime soon. And right, it's right. I'm just like, sorry, I'm vaxxed. Uh, I don't and, blame you. I don't blame you. And yeah. I've flown, you and I, I know you and I have fly. I see your schedule. I've, I must have flown 20, 20 some odd times in the last six months. I fly constantly. I am nine inches away from somebody on an airplane. Yeah. We take our masks off to eat a pretzel or drink a glass of water. It's all nonsense. The other day, a lady thought I was too close to her in the supermarket because I was putting my stuff on the conveyor belt. And she said, oh, my. I said, honey, I'm seven feet away. The person begging your shit is 18 inches away. Why yeah. aren't you looking to your, you know, it's all arbitrary nonsense. And most people, I hate to tell you, most people are assholes. They really are. What, um, just to switch topics for a second, because I want to get your take on it. As a uh, Italian from New York, do you have a personal relationship of any kind within with Cuomo, with Governor Cuomo? Do you know him? I know, I know, uh, Chris. I never liked the Cuomos. I found their father to be, uh, 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 um, you know, uh, the kind of leader. He was a great speaker. He knew how to handle New York. I found him to be very charismatic. His sons don't have that. And every time they had their little interviews on CNN, I thought it was disgusting. This little back and forth. Mom said this, and I'm going to bring them meatballs and this. I'm Italian, and I'm going I'm to get really deep into Italian shit right now. Italians don't eat spaghetti and meatballs. We don't put them together. Okay? We make a sauce on Sunday that has meatballs and sauces and brajol. Most of the time, it's rigatoni or ziti. We don't eat meatballs and spaghetti. That's one thing I can't stand. But I know a lot about Chris Cuomo. And I know that he's the kind of, well, I don't want to get too personal. I know his marriage isn't wonderful. I know he's like tried to step out here and there. And, and let's just say he's had some fun. He's full of shit. His brother, <laughs> Andrew, I know them very well. His brother, I will say right now, I'm sure he was a little bit of a grab asser. You know, uh, he's an old school guy. As I've said in the past, anybody born before 1968 is going to get in trouble at work because we, we lived a certain lifestyle. Right. But Andrew Cuomo did some really bad things. But I don't think all these things that are coming down on him in a sexual sense are real. 
I think they're going to get him. They're getting him because of the COVID and the old ladies right. and the old men. So but yeah. Right. So anybody else, this would be a terrible scandal. So they keep leaking it out. He stays in office, but it's enough of a distraction to distract away from the nursing home stuff and the COVID right. stuff and how he handled I'm not even sure that he's not on board with this strategy. Is not we're going to, I, we're yeah. going to wag the dog and, yeah. Yeah. and do nothing too serious. I didn't attack anybody, but I'm an old yeah. Italian man and we're, yeah. we're affectionate and we compliment and I do that. Ask this girl what I did. I'm not sure that he's not even running the playbook on this. It's a good point. It's a good point. I think that's happening. And, and I think that even happened with, with Hunter Biden and Joe with the book. Remember months ago, all these things were being leaked out that were so horrible and damaging. And I kind of feel like, you know what, Hunter, if you come out and this book is this, this gut-wrenching tale of your addiction, it'll make most Americans feel for you. And I'll be this father who loved his son despite all the nonsense. I almost feel the same thing is happening with Hunter and Joe. So I know what you mean. It's a good, it's a good kind of ploy to keep the people away. I, I agree. I think it's happening on both sides. Yeah. Find some friendly journalists, get yeah. out there enough, have, you know, very controlled press conferences. I'm sorry. That's how I am. I told her she was pretty. What do you want me to do? Right. A lot right. of people are like, yeah, that doesn't sound so bad. And right. nobody's paying attention to the, all the dead nursing home people. No, no, that's not even a talk. That's not even a topic anymore. I mean, yeah. thousands of people died, thousands, and he's skating on that, but they're going to put him through the ringer on this sex stuff, which I don't think means a hell of a lot at all. I really don't. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's what most men, particularly Italian or Latino men, I'm one of them, were very affectionate. I'd walk into restaurants and kiss two cheeks and pinch a, pinch a thigh or a fucking waist. I was one of those guys, and no yeah. girl got mad, but 20 years later, they're allowed to get mad if you got millions of dollars and you're a public official. Yeah, I think he survives. And surprisingly, I wouldn't have thought this a month ago. I think Gavin Newsom survives because I think nobody is stepping up to run against him. You know what I know? Antonio Villaraigosa is running against him. He hasn't announced it yet, but I know he's going to do it. And Gavin Newsom knows it. And Newsom is going after Antonio Villaraigosa's background of being a philanderer. Yeah, so he's, a, he's no shot. I don't. I, I agree with you. I agree, and I and I I don't like Gavin Newsom, but I'm not sure the devil we don't know is going to be better than the devil we know. Yeah, I think he he knows he really really screwed up the last year. I think he might bend over backwards. I just think nobody like the last recall. You know, Schwarzenegger was waiting in the wings to right. run this little hodgepodge of a bunch of different. You know podcast host no offense to us and <laughs> uh, and uh random local assemblymen they're not going to be gavin newsom no matter how bad they eat. i i tend to agree i think via ragoso give him a run because a lot of people liked him when he ran when he was when he was leading california and he's got a shot because he has a name and a, and a public image but newsom's aware of it and they're already hunkering down about how to how to combat it um, okay, one more topic I want to get your opinion on. As we are taping this, we are um, in the middle of the George Floyd trial. Um, mm. I think they 
again, I'm not saying he should have done it. I think they overcharged. I don't think the intentional murder is going to stick. No, I think no way. Some things. If he gets off on the murder, is that going to lead? If he gets something, you know, lesser, are we still going to have a problem? Oh, Minneapolis is going to burn. There's no question about it, because if you're watching the trial, forget about what you're listening at CNN or Fox or any of those channels, which I've stopped listening to since the election ended. Watch CNN. The defense. Everybody they've presented, the prosecution has been so god awful and they've given all indications that. He had three times as much fentanyl in his body to kill him. He was foaming at the mouth, which is not a sign of I'm choking. It's a sign of I'm dying of an overdose. There's a body camera photo of Chauvin, who's an asshole. By the way, Chauvin should be in jail, period. But he right. And on top of everything else, there were many minutes before the neck on the knee, on neck on the uh, knee on the neck or the shoulder blade, where we're. George Floyd said, I can't breathe. He was saying that the whole time. So I think the prosecution has not done a good enough job and um, Minneapolis is going to burn again. But I do think Chauvin should be in jail. No question about it. I do too. And I think they'll get him on some lesser things. It'll be sort yeah. of a, a verdict that makes, that makes uh, nobody happy. Reminds me, you were in New York uh, during the very famous uh, Abner Louima trial which is oh yeah, yeah. there were some police officers for those of you who are not from new york or are not old enough to remember um they beat him up they stuck a nightstick up his butt they tried mm. to dismiss it by saying his injuries were caused by gay sex they, were <laughs> they went to jail and it was a huge it was one of the worst um <laughs> it was awful cases ever uh i just looked yeah. it up the guy who did it the most he gets out in four years so he is going to get out of jail but they really, wow. it was a bad case in New York. What do you remember about that? I remember the guy who did it looked a little bit like me. Volpe, was it Sante Volpe? Something like that. Volpe. He looked a lot like you. Uh, that, when I had hair, it worried me that people would think I did that. No, there's a great, look, that was one of the most disgusting, horrifying stories. And, you know, back in the day to sit in the newsroom and, and see the paper come off the press and, what, what a, I mean, I love that life. It's gone. It's never going to come back. But it was amazing to be in New York for stories like this. Something that I want to tell you, which is fantastic. There was a great columnist I worked with named Mike, Mike McElary, who uh, was riddled with cancer. He was young. He was in his 40s. And he was in the hospital at that time. And in the same hospital lands Abner Louima. And McElary was told by the city desk, look, you can get the exclusive. You can go down to talk to Abner Louima. And he went down there with the IVs and the pole. I mean, riddled with cancer. And one of his last stories was getting this confession from Abner Louima about what happened. Only the Daily News got it. And I remember how we felt as a team of reporters that our guy did it, who was near death, talking to a man who just got just fucking tortured. What a horrible story. But yeah. I remember it as a story that Mike went and got. And otherwise, Abner Louima would not have had a voice. But what an awful, awful story. Awful. Yeah. Look, there, look there, there are bad cops. But I think what gets lost in all this is that the majority of cops are not racist. The majority mm -hmm. of cops don't hate black people. 
Many cops, especially now, overreact. Um, there's a lot of overreaction going on with emotions because America is changing rapidly and no one knows how to act anymore. So a lot of things you're seeing are just blatant overreactions. And it's yeah. happening a lot. I agree. We got to think about all that. Uh, as always, this was fun. Where can I, what are you working on besides your podcast? Anything interesting? I'm writing my third book. I'm writing a book about all my stories from New York and L.A., a lot of a lot of tell-all stuff from superstars to mafiosa to supermodels. The president of the United States. I, I have a chapter about me, Donald, and my ex-girlfriend. Trust me, I'm going to lead the book off with that one. You're going to like that one. All right. And where can everybody listen to your podcast, all the places? Uh, fame is a bitch. It's on Patreon every day, but it's free twice a week. Also, politics is a bitch is on Patreon as well. Yeah, man, I'm just talking for a living. You know how I do it. Good Can't man. shut me up. All right. Well, we'll circle back in studio in Vegas uh, soon. As far as us, as always, uh, like, share, subscribe, and please review this podcast as well as AJ's podcast. And we will see you again next time on Political Junkies. We are out. Thanks, brother. Talk to you later, man. Good job, man.